ba 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 pump it up ba 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 oh elvis is back in the building In a world entrenched in darkness, desperately seeking hope and security, a coalition of nations invoke a highly classified program, commissioned by their ancestors generations ago, for such a time when all else has failed. They called for but one man to light the flame, to carry the torch, which is really a guitar, ready to blast the battle cry. Behold, the time has come for... Rock and Roll! Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Lounge of Love. Yes, indeed, it's your DJ, your host, DJ, dashing, daring, Diamond Dave. Absolutely great to be with you. We've got some Blondie coming up, as well as some Kiss I Was Made For Loving You and any great disco music that you love, because that's what we do. Disco's the best thing ever, and I can't imagine it ever going out of style. Here we are in the late 70s, Studio 55, the Lounge of Love in New York, almost like Studio 54, but we have to make it original on this program, and this is what I would sound like if I was a DJ on the radio in the 70s, playing Blondie. Maybe, right? Is that what, what I would sound like, do you think? Kind of like The Quiet Storm, right? Was the, um, Tim Meadows on Saturday Night Live, The Quiet Storm. Outside, the buses go by and the people are hustling and bustling. But here, inside Studio 55 and 54, perhaps, well, it's another world. And it's peace, love, and understanding. And, uh, well, that's Elvis Costello, who we also saw in concert. Although that's not really an Elvis Costello song, I say, right? <laughs> Okay, fine. Enough of the bit. I'm trying, folks. Um, I had a fan... By the way, Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin. Hope you had a great weekend. I had a fantastic time at the Blondie Elvis Costello show in Camden, New Jersey. It was awesome. It was so cool. So many thoughts on that, especially Blondie. Um, oh, where to begin? We've got... I, I had to put some notes together. So it was just... It was... I love good old summertime rock and roll. And sometimes it's the big venues like the Rolling Stones, you know, Lincoln Financial Field. And sometimes it's the smaller, more intimate venues. A place like uh, BB&T Arena, uh, well, Pavilion in Camden, New Jersey. I've seen a lot of bands there, Iron Maiden. By the way, Iron Maiden, uh, Tuesday night, I will be there and I will have a review of the show too. That's right. The Quiet Storm voice is also talking about... <laughs> Iron Maiden, right after Blondie. Um, so it's, I, I told you I'm going to get my concert game together. Did I not tell you that? I told you I will have my concert game on and in place. I'm, yes, I miss The Who and Billy Joel. Um, work schedule, you can't get around it sometimes, which is okay. Got to pay the bills, you know. Uh, but it was great uh, to have the night off and see the Stones and then to uh, have Saturday, <clears throat> excuse me, Saturday night off and see Blondie, and uh, Blondie opened, they came on late, they came on around 9.15, and I said, wow, I wonder what time Elvis got, you know, how, I thought, okay, maybe the set will be short, 
but it was actually about 90 minutes. And then Elvis Costello came on after, and, and uh, I it was great. Both shows were fantastic. Um, so much to talk about here, because I, I know you said, well, this is a show where we talk about heavy metal, and we talk about, um, you know, Eric Clapton sort of 80s um, con- contemporary rock, um, 60s uh, psychedelic. We mix it all in here, and that's that's the best part of this program. That's why it's so much fun. It's why I have so much fun doing it. Um, so, I I got an invite to do uh, to go to the Blondie show. A, a friend of mine invited me to go, and I said, you know, this is this is really unique. I've never seen them before. Um, uh, Deborah Harry, by the way, was amazing. I mean, Deborah Harry, just just. She was fantastic. She looks great and sounds great. Uh, anybody, you know, approaching their mid-70s, in their mid-70s, you never know how they're going to sound. Um, she was spectacular. And she was just, she was having so much fun. Uh, and, and she was just, um, oh, she was great. She was great. I mean, she, the, gosh, you know, it, it just, there's so many, um, thoughts of uh, what New York must have been like back in the day, what, um, because I always associate Blondie with disco, Um, and their drummer, Klim, by the way, uh, he played on, goes back to the beginning of the band, basically played on all the hits, looks the same, had the CBGB's shirt on, which was awesome, and uh, just killed it on the drums, that tight rhythm section, and that's what makes the band, you know, um, there's the, let me see the video for Heart of Glass. You, I was looking for that because I have to rewatch these videos. You know, I have to go back and say, you know, I want to see, I want to see them in their elements. So going back, watching uh, Heart of Glass and um, you see New York, you see the skyline of New York. Of course, the, the tra- uh, Twin Towers, which is always tough to see sometimes. Um, and it's just like, you can still get this vibe Okay, Studio 54, and it takes place, at least the video looks like it takes place in Studio 54. They show Klim right here just, you know, pumping the rhythm. Looks the same. Just, you know, such a skillful drummer, such a a top-notch performer, and uh, he kept it going for 90 minutes, and, you know, look, the drums are a physical instrument, so the fact that he can play... um, what is it, 156 beats per minute or so, the fact that he can still do that, cook the hi-hat, and and um, and do it, you know, it just flawlessly, that alone was worth watching. It was just, it was, and, and so, and, and we'll get into who's in the band too, because it's basically, it's Chris Stein, it's um, who used to be with um, Deborah Harry way back when, um, they were they were dating and and now they're just partner partners in the band, um, of course. Uh, Miss Stunning Harry, uh, uh, the, the Stunning Miss Harry, uh, and uh, their uh, their drummer. They are the ones basically from the the classic era of the band. They've got some newer folks who have been there uh, in the last I'd say uh, ten years or so. So they've had a consistent lineup for about the last ten or eleven years. Um, the uh, Chris was not really able to he's he's older he was sitting down um he also has a a skin 
disease I think he's been battling for some time, but he was sitting down, uh, jamming a little bit, not taking perhaps as many solos as uh, either as he did before, or maybe it was someone else playing the other solos, but they had a, a younger guitar player who was just wailing away on a couple Les Pauls, and then uh, they had this one song, uh, I can't remember the name of it, I don't think it was a big single, but it had a Latin vibe to it, very cool Latin vibe to it, um, so he was doing, playing the acoustic guitar, propped up, you know, acoustic, and then, uh, I don't know what they call that, it's on a, you know, kind of like a keyboard, uh, propped up, and then um, going back to the, the Les Paul and just cranking it out, some great tones, and the keyboard player had a guitar, so you know you're set brought the guitar out, had the classic sounds from way back when, um, the stage show, it was, um, you know, the disco ball and, uh, old movie clips, that kind of thing, and, uh, a little bit of the black and white, uh, uh, dynamic, you know, that's the, one of their albums that had all the black and white on it, so, um, they, they had a lot of the, they, they took you back, they took you back, and, uh, of course, it would have been five years before I was born, but, uh, so it took, maybe it took my parents back if they were there, you know, um, it was, uh, so, First of all, Deborah Harry sounds amazing, you know, and any singer, there's not many singers at that age, um, doesn't matter, male or female, doesn't matter, there's not many singers that age who can, who, who still have the voice, and um, especially when she did um, the song we, we were um, just listening to, Heart of Glass, uh, she killed it, uh, Rapture, she was even better, uh, Call Me, of course, um, Atomic, which I did not know as well, um, but, uh, and Maria, they did Maria too, that was a, a great, um, that was fun, that was one of those songs that I felt like, um, I wonder if that came later, let me see, uh, Blondie, because I did not know it was actually, you know, you hear that on the, um, Light FM stations, and I did not know that that was their song, okay, yeah, uh, 99. Wow. Hang on a second. Um, Maria by Blondie. Their first single released since War Child in 1982. Um, I did not know. It. I knew it was later, but I could not believe it was that much later. That's crazy to me. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Outstanding show. Um... And it, it started me thinking about this topic, and we'll get to Elvis Costello in a moment, because he was spectacular too. Had the Fender, um, I think Jaguar guitar, just cranking out some riffs. Um, he always sounded a lot like, um, well, New Wave, the king of, a king of New Wave, right? But he always sounded like, um, it's the pub rock scene where he came from in the late 70s, mid to late 70, 70s. Um, I feel like he reminded me of like a, a 60s pop artist in a um, with funk and uh, like a, 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 a funk pop uh, okay 60s with the glasses and everything else he always had that and that the sort of vocal technique it, it sounded like a 60s pop artist with um, elements of funk and punk but sort of light punk, you know, I, I know it's, uh, pub rock's the term, uh, it, it would all, you'd also use other terms to describe them, new wave was the big one, 
Um, but there was just so, it was amazing. I, I love that sound. It's just such a cool sound, you know. There's there's actually a little bit of the '50s in there too, you know, uh, and the look to the signature glasses and everything. But um, the Elvis Costello with the imposters, they were great. Some soul singers in the background, the dancing girls singing. It was it was so cool. The lighting, it was it was really a, a fun uh, show. And there were a lot of songs that he did that I did not even know of, like, uh, waiting for the end of the world. Waiting for the end of the world was one I did not, I've never heard before. Um, but it had a great feel and great sound to it. It had a little bit more of a serious dynamic, obviously. Um, but again, we'll get into Elvis Costello in a, in a little bit later. Um, but I started thinking about Blondie, um, not just because it was a great show, but I, I started thinking about, you know, with these great bands, I asked myself a question um, every time I see these bands, or every time I know they're coming coming to town. Uh, any band that's 20, at least 20 years old, you have to be at least 20 years old, but usually 30 or 40, um, well, to fit into the dynamic of classic rock, right? To fit into that dynamic. Uh, but also, I think, to, to wonder how much is... It, how much of it really is a reprisal of the band and not just a cash grab. In other words, how many original members or classic members are in the lineup of a longtime legendary classic rock band when they take the stage in this year, 2019, you know, or 18, or you can say this, I, I've been asking myself this for the last 15 years. To be honest with you, going to shows, I've been asking myself that for a long time. Um, but I feel like you need at least half, okay? Now, a classic lineup, and let's define our terms. A classic lineup does not always include the original people. It has to have some original, but sometimes a person like Trevor Rabin came into a newly reformed yes in 1981. This might be a bad example because now there's, in recent years, you've had two versions of Yes touring. Um, but you could say if there was ever a full version of the band, uh, well, okay, it's a bad example because it was the reason I just mentioned. But say you have a band that has been around for a long time and somebody from the, you know, somebody left early on and another person came in. Like a band forms in 1974. Um, they take off in 75. Uh, you know, they're a huge world sensation. Certainly big in the States. And somebody leaves a guitar, the rhythm guitar player leaves, and somebody else comes in in like uh, 1979. Okay, well, yeah. So that person leaves in 79, okay? They have some hits. They leave in 79. The replacement comes in in 79 and stays until... 84 so a few years uh, and then the band breaks up and then they re they get back together in the 90s and variations of that band form but you have a classic lineup meaning you had the person who came in to replace the guy who left in 79 um, they're not on the early stuff they're not they're not on the first two records but they are still part of the classic lineup if that makes any sense um, there's got to be, there's so many examples I'm trying to think of. Uh, I don't want to use Kiss. We talk about Kiss too much. I love them, but we don't, we, uh, what am I, why can't I think of this? Um, 
Well, you get you get the idea. So a classic lineup can involve people uh, who were there for s- some big songs. Okay, ACDC. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, Chris Slade with ACDC. Okay, came in on um, what was it? Power Ridge. I gotta double check that. Um, Anyway, he's in the band now, so he comes back to the band after Phil, uh, Phil's problems, you know, legal stuff going on. Um, 89, it was 89. So, okay, so he joins, uh, Simon Wright leaves, uh, Chris Slade comes in, he's on uh, the, a, a big album that year. Razor's Edge. Is that right? Yeah, Razor's Edge, of course. So Thunderstruck, Money Talks, Are You Ready? Um, so that was a big one for him. And then he leaves uh, sometime later and comes back. He comes back uh, to the band um, uh, after the, the problems with uh, Phil Rudd. So it's still some aspect of a classic ACDC lineup. You have a drummer who comes back who's not the original drummer. Anyway, you get the point. Um, but I always wonder how many of, I feel like, okay, so if you have a four piece, you need at least half. You need at least two original members or classic members in the band. Okay. And usually it would be the people, again, I guess Kiss, it would be a Gene and Paul who are the originals and have been there through everything. Or um, you need at least two original members of a band. I remember when I saw Foghat, actually, I think the drummer was the only original member of the band. I saw them like, oh gosh, it was Bay City, Michigan. I think it was 2005. Um, oh, no, Siri, I don't need you right now. Siri, how are you feeling? Hang on. Hey, Siri, how are you feeling? We got I'm getting lonely here. My my producer's off today, so um, uh, Siri, what's your favorite Blondie song? My name is Siri, and I was designed by Apple in California. That's all I'm prepared to say. Are you blonde? Sorry, I don't really know. Do you know Blondie? Here's what I found. Come on, you got to do better than that, Siri. I'm not sure I understand. Should we try one more, folks? I guess I am here going it alone. I gave the producer the weekend off. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> this is too much fun. Um, what is the biggest song Blondie released? Blondie by Current Joys was released on January 2nd, uh, no, no, 2013. No, 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 no. Okay, never mind. Anyway. Uh, so anyhow, <laughs> it was worth a shot, folks. So with Blondie, you had a, you had that critical mass. Um, you had at least three. Uh, there were technically, I think, six people in the band. Um, I think a lot of people like me were going on um, uh, on Google to see who the who's in the band. You know, during a song, you don't know. It's like okay, you know, Deborah Harry's there. Um, you know, Chris Stein's there, um, Clem Burke. Uh, so those are the original. So, so I went down to uh, the the discog, the not discography, the um, the member list. 
Uh, Deborah Harry, 74 to 82. So they broke up in 82 when I was born. <laughs> Got back together in 97. Uh, Christine, Clem Burke, um, 74 to 82. So that, you know, and, and so, so you had, I, I, again, I, okay, so five original members, hang on, or five current, one, two, three, no, uh, one, two, three, yeah, six. Um, Tommy Kessler is the wizard on guitar. This guy's just insanely good. Uh, Ohio native, um, played with the group, the Blue Man Group, um, and Telling on Trixie. I'm not, I'd have never heard of them. Uh, anyhow, so I, I thought, okay, the, you have credibility, I think, if anything else, because it's Deborah Harry, right? Let's be honest. She's the fixture. Blondie, right? However, to have um, Clem Burke from that tight rhythm section there, and just pumping out that, uh, you know, like I said, I think 156 uh, beats per minute. You know, just it was it was cool. It 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 you see the person who was a huge part of that sound, who actually is on those albums. Um, it would have been great if you had maybe the keyboard player from that time. Um, they had a bunch of other people. One guy left the band and started. Uh, I think practicing witchcraft or it was more like uh, writing about the occult and things, mysticism, things like that, which is a little bit different from going from a, a band that's known for disco work. But it's not just that. They have, um, you know, so many other sounds too. I mean, they have, uh, there was a, uh, well, they did Old Town Road. They did a cover of Old Town Road, uh, which, you know, the, the big country song, which was just, I mean, that blew me away. Let me run through some of the big songs here. Um, Maria, of course, Rapture, Old Town Road, the cover, um, was it Little Nas X, I think, Little Nas, not to be, not to be confused with Nas, um, yeah, Little Nas X, so, <laughs> there's so many versions of that song, and people, there's, the, the cover has covers, um, so, th so that was awesome, and then they did, uh, of course, Heart of Glass was towards the end. Um, one way or another was what they opened up with. They opened up with that. And um, this was interesting. They did a cover of the song From Russia With Love. And the interesting the interesting thing about that was they used um, a mock version of the presidential seal. So if you know this story, and I'll, we'll go to a break after this, but if you know this story, um, President Trump gave a speech in front of a conservative student group, not to get political here, but there's a story here. And somebody put, I guess as a joke, you know how you have the, the presidential seal. Well, there was a different version of the seal put on stage behind the president that showed the presidential seal with two heads of, um, uh, two demonic heads, which is symbolic of uh, the, the artwork that represents the Russian empire and has represented much of the Russian empire for, I think, centuries. Okay. And then, um, the, the one of the um, the talons, the eagle, is holding golf clubs. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a knock on Trump that he likes to play uh, play golf, and that uh, you know he's the message being that he's a puppet of the Russian government. Anyway, so they put that up on the screen, and, and I, that blew me away because I thought, well, you know, I, I did not see that coming. I never really knew what the politics are of that band, or you know, I try to. Try not to mix politics with music personally, you know, but um, 
that was interesting and very timely considering what happened with the president's speech to Turning Point uh, USA just a few days ago. And that same logo uh, made its way back into, um, well, behind the president and made its way into uh, the um, the blogosphere and Twitter's fear and every every other Facebook sphere, whatever, all over again. So that was uh, from Russia with love was... <laughs> It was uh, it was interesting, you know. Some might say it was clever. Uh, it some might have liked it, some might not have liked it, but it was really an interesting thing. Uh, but you had, I'd say the biggest thing was um, you had a great show that held up to their classic sound, and uh, and again you had the credibility of of at least three original members of the band, which I always appreciate. I know it's hard to do that. People don't want to tour anymore people you know people get sick people of course pass away you see how many musicians we've lost over the years um, but whenever you can have that kind of credibility or at least um, at least half of the original band to give you some kind of uh, presence I think it looks it looks it, it, it's more authentic I guess you know it's not just one person who owns the name of the band and they hire five other new people who are on a wage or a salary, you know. So it, it, it just, it was a great night. For that reason, it was a great night because Deborah Harry sounds amazing, looked great, um, the band was fantastic, and it was just a fun, multi-generational time. Well, not multi-generational. I was probably the youngest person there, <laughs> but still great, still great. Uh, back after this. I'll tell you what, if you love Rock of Nations with Dave Kinchin, and you know you do, you will love our other show, Dave Kinchin Tonight, a news talk podcast brought to you on iTunes, Spotify, you know the drill, wherever else you get podcasts. If we're not there, we should be. It's almost criminal not to be, and it won't take an act of Congress to get it done. I promise you that. So you've got your rock and roll here and a news talk show. Oh, yeah, we've got you covered. Elvis Costello, uh, I thought he did something unique by keeping, you know, he has, his sound is much more consistent than Blondie's. I mean, Blondie has uh, some reggae influences, some, uh, even some early hip-hop influences. Uh, obviously, the disco stuff, um, new wave, pop-ish, you know, for that time. Elvis Costello, he opened up with Pump It Up, which, uh, you know, great song to open it up with. Um, many songs like Mystery Dance just kept that flow going, uh, and um, he he actually had um, a lot of newer songs. It sounds like uh, he had a, a Bert Bacharach uh, worked on a song called Photographs Can Lie, uh, so they worked on that song together, uh, and um, which was a, it was unique. It had a nice feel and flow to it. Um, there were some acoustic uh, moments there, uh, but uh, you know, and of course Allison and uh, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Um, you know, uh, <laughs> always, that was something I always. Um, the person I went with was not too familiar with um, Elvis Costello, and I just kept saying, you know, he's the guy that goes, oh. <laughs> 
I just got a kick out of that. You know, every you can isolate that as a soundbite, almost like um, like uh, like the David Lee Roth's. Uh, what was the thing David Lee Roth does? Yeah, <laughs> you know that whole thing. The audio. Uh, Somebody took the audio tracks from uh, early Van Halen stuff and put that out there. Uh, and uh, like running with the devil, and you just hear him going, Yeah! Oh, you know, <laughs> you've heard it. I know you've heard it. But um, that was one of the funniest things somebody ever did. Let me see if, how many views that has. Because that was like 10 years ago, I think. Uh, let's see, David Lee Roth. David Lee Roth. Uh, isolated isolated vocals <laughs> okay 1.3 million views we gotta do it oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious right it's great it's awesome I Nine years ago, some guy named Jim Hip posted that. 1.3 million views, but <laughs> I, it's there's a couple of shows out there they use those as drops. That'd be a great drop, you know. Yeah. Anyway, in that on that note, um, from Blondie to Elvis Costello to uh, what was it a talk about Iron Maiden? And uh, as I said, uh, Iron Maiden Tuesday night. I will be going to that show, and we will have a full review of that one as well. That's right, the Rolling Stones, Blondie, Costello, and of course Iron Maiden, all in one week, Tuesday to Tuesday. Madness at the top of the week. Madness at the top of the next week. <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to that. Um, this show, I think we talk, we did a whole show on this, really, the 20th anniversary of the reunion, uh, Bruce Dickinson and Adrian Smith coming back to the band. So um, I've been looking at their set list. They're doing some stuff. It looks like they did For the Greater Good of God from A Matter of Life and Death. That was the very serious record they did on war and um, religion and birth and life and everything else more so more serious and a loose concept album really from 2006 one of my favorites one of my favorite favorite records um so i'm, I'm gonna look forward to what else they do i did not look at the whole set list i don't want to spoil it but uh, i'm hoping it sounds like they're really going to change this up and i'm looking forward to it anyway uh it's the start of the week show we hope you had a great weekend and we'll have a great week you know you will have a good week at least because we are here together rocking and rolling oh yeah